Welcome to Episode 7 on the Charisma Network of Firestorm with Scott Gilbert. On today's show, we meet Jessica Brezina. Jessica is a homeschool mom. Her husband works at the shipyard. She's doing the best she can with some wonderful children, young kids at home. Jessica is going to detail how she and her husband are training up their children in power evangelism. Her kids are praying for people in the stores and they're seeing people healed. This is not because Jessica and her husband are forcing them. Her kids, age six and nine, are activating themselves. Holy Spirit in them is activating, and these kids are touching the world around them with the love of Jesus. You're going to want to hear this. It's really exciting. Hello, my friends. Happy Tuesday evening. I am always excited. I don't want to be a broken record, but I almost I start almost every single show with I am so excited about this. I'm and I am. I'm excited about every show. I'm excited about every guest. And the Lord does cool, organic things. You know, these are unscripted. We don't sit down with our guests and spend time, you know, dramatic amounts of time. Um, We just kind of go and say, what's God doing? And then we just share it. You know, the Lord says, if I be raised up, I'll call all men to myself. And what happened with me was I was walking through my kitchen a couple years ago, (laughs) and I had a thought prayer hit my head which was out of the ordinary for me, but it was, Lord, teach me to love the way you do. Mm. And it stopped me truly in my tracks because that was not a normal part of, that was not what I normally prayed. And that set me on a complete odyssey of faith that completely transformed my life and connected me with other people that the Lord was using uh, locally, regionally, around the country, now around the world. It's amazing. That God is using, and I don't. I should correct my speech. I don't like saying God is using, because the Lord doesn't use us. We're not a tool. We are. It says He co-labors with us. We co-labor with Him, and I was able to connect with just wonderful co-laborers, and one of them is here today and has become a, a good friend. She and her husband. This is Jessica Brazina. Jessica, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's going to be exciting. Every show is different, but I really, truly believe if you can give us your time today, I truly believe, and especially for you moms out there that are trying to keep all the balls in the air, that are trying to work the job and feed the family and the cat's sick and has to go to the vet and what about the kids and oh, there's a youth group thing and you have a burden for the discipling of your children mm-hmm. and you're wondering how to do that and add that in and I, I just feel like the Lord is saying that the, he wants to break off the shame and the guilt of what you carry as you're trying to raise your children up in the Lord and see them become have their own faith and it's mm-hmm. not just mom and dad's faith now but it's you want to see them develop their own faith I really believe what Jessica is going to share tonight is going to just be thrilling to you. I know it is. And I'm so excited. So, Jessica, you are, first of all, um, when's your next book coming out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have an e-course? or uh, no. <laughs> When's your next speaking engagement? You know, you doing a stadium anytime soon? Uh, nope, nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, folks, my guests are specifically what I call regular people. We are all normal folks. You know, I run a couple of martial arts schools. And uh, Jessica, you are a homeschool mom and your husband works at the shipyard. And you have a very normal Hampton Roads family. Yes. (laughs) But the Lord is doing things with you and you're co-laboring with him in such a way that I think people are going to just be thrilled to hear what a day in the life of uh, mothering your children and what's a day in the life of the Brazina family. Uh, I'm telling you guys, let me just give you a quick little thing. Uh, her kids, how old are your how old are your kids? Tell me my, about your kids. My kids are, my daughter is eight and a half and my son just turned seven in February. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Annabelle. Annabelle, yes. Is eight and a half. Yep. And your son is junior. 
Donnie, Donnie the third. Donnie actually, the third. Yes. Okay, <laughs> named after his dad and grandfather. Yes. So Donnie is seven. seven yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll just pique your interest with this. Hopefully, provoke you. Um, Jessica's kids are praying for people in the world in public, and they're getting healed. Yeah. Through the prayers of a seven and nine year old. Yeah. Jessica, <laughs> you've got to help us. That seems like. First of all, a lot of people will hear that and think that that's radical. Right. Uh, but I think there are other people who will hear that and say, there's got to be a story behind that. <laughs> yeah. What is the story of how you are um, ministering to your children and bringing them into a level, even where they're comfortable in praying for people in the world? Most adults aren't even comfortable yeah. with that. But tell me tell me about your family and what God's done with you. Wow. Um well, where do I start? <laughs> um, so we were a typical Christian family for many years. Uh, we went to church. You know, we were faithful. My husband and I served in ministry. You guys met as like kids in like youth group. Yeah, you, right? that's how we met. Yes. Yeah. Um, we didn't actually, you know, really like each other until many years later. But <laughs> um, yes, we did. And so it was really just living the Christian life, um, you know, being a servant of the Lord and, and doing what he called us to do in our church. But anything outside of that was foreign to us, um, you know, praying for people in our everyday life, any of that, anything you've probably talked about on the show in the last, you know, however many months, that was not at all our lives. Um, so it wasn't until about September of 2019 when we were at an equipping, equipping seminar where all of that changed. September 19. Yeah. Wait, that's not even two years ago. No, <laughs> not even. So you've been a believer since you were what, a little girl? Um, since I was 16 is yeah. when I really got saved, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So most of your, obviously all of your adult life, yeah. uh, you and your husband serving the Lord. I know he's a music minister. You yeah. guys are doing all the right stuff. Right. But less than two years ago, right. your life gets transformed. Mm -hmm. What did that look like? Wow. Um, it really looked like my eyes being open for the first time to what it meant to be a, a daughter of God and what, what that looked like. Um, you know, it was it was new and it was refreshing that it, it didn't have to be rigid. It didn't have to be awkward. I was telling Scott earlier, you know, evangelism used to be something that I would cower from. It used to be something that gave me the sweats and <laughs> it was like, okay, how are we getting out of this? Um, and it turned into something that, wow, I can do this anywhere. I can do this everywhere. It, it's so effortless just to be with the Lord in this you know, way and hear from the Holy Spirit and hear, you know, what he wants me to pray for someone or who he wants me to encounter. And, and don't get me wrong. It wasn't always, you know, this person has a pain in their right knee. You need to go over there and pray for them. Sometimes it was just like, you should pray for them. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? Just pray for them. I'll tell you, I'll tell you after <laughs> oh, you start, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of 2019. That's where that started really. Um, so yeah, like you said, less than two years. Okay. So we were talking about just the stresses that moms carry right. uniquely, I think uniquely, especially even now during uh, a global pandemic, which right. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard about that, but there's that thing, there's a thing going on yeah. about a global pandemic yeah. now and, um, and adding more more stress a lot yes. of i mean you became a homeschool mom mm -hmm. a lot of people became homeschoolers not yep. because they intended to but it had to happen and the discipling of your children the way that you grow a child in the lord so that that as they get old they will not depart from him right i think there's a way that we do that like um in like the industrial model in the church we send them to bible study we send them to vacation bible right. school they do the awana clubs you know and all of those are good i'm not I'm not throwing any sand at those. However, the fruit, I think at the end of the day, the fruit is you want to see your kids moving in faith on their own yes. without having to be delivered to the youth group or having to be told to memorize something or, right. you know, pay attention in church. And what you and your husband have seen is that your kids are activating, moving in the Great Commission. Yeah as little kids as you go out normally around the world. So give us a testimony right. of uh, just the faith of your kids and what's God doing with them? Uh, well, I want to start with in 2019, that's when everything changed and we begin to live our lives in that way. So our kids saw us 
uh, uh, pulling over and praying for the guy on the street. Our kids saw us, you know, giving money to someone who had a sign and, and praying for them, really giving it genuinely and, you know, what's your need and, and kind of getting to know who they are. And so they saw us doing that, praying for people in the grocery store, what have you. And through that, all of a sudden it became part of who they were and they were seeing us do it. So if they can do it, then I can do it and I should be doing it. And um, it didn't come out of, you know, be a good Christian and pray for people. It didn't come out of a mandate that my husband and I put on them. It was just simply them seeing us do it. Uh, so I think um, one of my favorite testimonies you were just talking about it is that that December, you know, very early on, it was just a couple months later from, from that seminar in, in September that we were praying for someone at your house. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'll set it up. Yeah, that you was knock really it down. the first one. So we had a, um, we had a core team and Jessica and her husband were on it. We've done a lot of ministry stuff together over the last couple of years. And we just had a, um, a Christmas get together at, at, at the house, at, at our house, Lynn and I. And we invited, you know, our dear friends, Jessica, her husband, a few others. There was probably 15 people there yeah. and their kids and all that. Well, one of the guys, one of our guys, he was uh, working for UPS over Christmas. You know, they take on seasonal employees and, and he was just, you know, grinding, making extra money and all that that people do. And he had hurt his arm. He wasn't, he's not greatly young. Um, he's fully grown and he had torqued out his arm and he was in so much pain that he couldn't bend his elbow and couldn't really use uh, that arm. I think it was right. his left arm. And he was there with us. And it's not like we pounced on him. Mm -mm. But at some point he mentioned how much pain he was in. And Jessica, what I remember was leading your kids, especially your son, mm -hmm. who was what, five years old at the time? Yeah. A five-year-old little boy leading him to lay hands on this man, on his arm, yeah. pray for healing, and the Lord healed him. Yep. The Lord took all of his pain away. It took two or three prayers. Yep. Completely all of his movement returns. All of his pain goes away. And I actually got with him. His name's Mike. I got with Mike a couple days later because I don't want any fake stuff. And I just wanted to tie in with him and ask him, hey, man, how you doing? And I actually met with him and he reiterated that all of his pain is gone. He can do all of his jobs, lifting all the boxes. There's no problem. His arm was healed to the yeah. glory of Jesus Christ. And it was through the prayer of a five-year-old. Yeah. That was your little boy. Yes. Yeah. And I remember it, it vividly in my mind. And, you know, he comes over and he lays his hand. There were other kids there. I mean, they were standing around, but I believe my son was the only one to physically lay his hand on his arm and just prayed. And I believe that was really kind of the floodgate um, for my son, where he began to really be more active in wanting to pray for people and, and telling me when he felt sorry for someone or felt sympathy and compassion for people. And um, yeah, that was beautiful. So then another one that... Um, well, before we get to the other one, yeah. uh, if you want to see these, so we always try to have yeah. what we call show notes. We always want to have, um, you know, whatever foundational evidentiary stuff we can have for all of these testimonies that we share with you. Um, we put them on our website. So if you would like to see, we actually have video from that Christmas yeah. when we prayed for Mike's arm. Um, it's on firestormunited.org. Firestormunited.org is our website. And you, it'll probably be up sometime this evening, definitely by tomorrow morning. And you can click on it and you can watch the live raw video of Jessica's little boy praying for Mike's arm. Yeah. And, and what I loved about that one was, you know, this one took like, we had to lean into it. it. I mean, that video is about five, six minutes long. Yeah. And I remember we prayed the first time. And, you know, Mike was polite to the little boy, but there was no change. Nope. And then we prayed again. Mm -hmm. And Mike was, like, polite to the little boy. But I remember, you'll see this in the video, he's like, you know, I think, I think it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Well, he was clearly in pain. He couldn't move his arm. It was not okay. <laughs> he was just being cool. And I remember saying, no, let's do it one more. Let's lean into it one more time. And your yeah. son prays a third time into this commands the pain to go, uses the authority given to us on the cross, and Mike starts moving his arm, and his pain goes away. Yeah. And if I'm remembering correctly, it was the third time when he physically put his hand on him. I think before that, he didn't have his hand on him, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Um, but, yeah, 
It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> that was then that was your son. And so yeah. you're saying that that was like an experiential encounter floodgate that changed his life yeah. and had to be a touchstone for your family also. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, I, I don't think up until that point, my husband and I had really been intentional in bringing the kids in the prayer with us. They were usually around, you know, very um most of the time they were with me when I was praying for people, but I, I never really was like, Hey, come over here, come pray with me. You know, here, you lay your hand on this person. And so seeing that, that also for me and my husband was like, wow, you know, that's, that's a way to it's look bold. at it. That's a way to do it. Yeah. Bring the kids right in there. So, yeah. Awesome. awesome. So when you're out and just doing life and you have your kids with you, it's not like you're cueing them or in some way pushing them towards opportunities. Right. No. They're, naturally seeing this and they're natural because they're seeing what you and your husband do right they're now what do they say like mommy i want to go pray for that person i I mean i have a do they feel something for them is there an emotional understanding of somebody's pain what's it like Uh, for my son it's it's feeling he's 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 emotionally attached he has compassion for people and and he feels bad for people and that kind of leads him to say you know we should pray for them or, or so on and so forth and i will say there has been times where mom's messed up and mom mom hasn't done the right thing because he's come to me hey mom see that lady over there i feel like we should pray for her and instead of me saying okay bud let's go over there and talk to her as a mom I take the easy way out and I say, okay, let's do it right here. And so him and I will join in, in prayer together and pray for her. But she doesn't even know it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it's the faith of a little child. He was 100% ready to go right over there and pray for the lady. Okay. So it's, it's he encourages me, you know, he, he kind of spurs me on. And um, so the other story I was going to yeah. tell is when they prayed for my husband. Uh, my husband has suffered from something quote unquote called seasonal uh, asthma Mm -hmm. and we don't like to claim it we don't like to say it but you know that's pretty much what it is in its description and so last fall he was having really bad coughs just I mean really horribly bad whenever he tried to talk he would get like a coughing spell Um, and so you know my my son my husband was in in the bathroom upstairs our their bedroom is right next to it and my son wanted to pray for my husband i found all this out after the fact i wasn't even in the room he wanted to pray for my husband but he was nervous and so he tells his sister i want to i want to pray for dad would you practice with me wow and his sister is how old eight and a half okay so your six-year-old goes to his eight-year-old sister right instead of having like some anger irritation brother sister weirdness instead he says i want to pray for daddy and big sister says you can practice on me yeah i just feel like there are people listening to that saying lord how do i have that anointing in my house wow yeah (laughs) it's it's jesus um holy spirit (laughs) um but yeah so they did Uh, apparently she really encouraged him and 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 built up his confidence enough to he goes and knocks on the bathroom door and is like dad can i pray for you and of course my husband's like yeah sure bud so he prays for him you know he he commands the the cough to go and him to be healed and my husband told me later on he was like i knew that that prayer had been answered it's like my husband's had many people pray for him before for that specific thing and he he told me he had always felt like yeah that felt good but i don't know you know it was just like kind of like he was you know a little not skeptical that's not the word but he knew in that prayer something happened and it did he was healed from that cough and you know it was just awesome but then my husband comes to me and tells me all of this you know donnie just prayed for me while not having known the other side that his sister had helped him and encouraged him enough to build up his confidence um, so that was just really an awesome parenting moment. Right and there. <laughs> that video also will be up on our website on firestormunited.org under the show notes for tonight. And uh, my wonderful wife, who is our technical support and all things amazing, I just she just sent me a message that said those videos are up right now so you don't have to wait if you'd like to see the uh the backstory on um jessica's little boy praying for healing for the man's arm and that being healed and then praying for his father and the testimony of that um they're both on there you can find it on firestormunited.org yeah 
exciting. Okay, so let's keep going on. I want this in my home. I want to see my kids moving in love, moving in. I mean, it would be awesome to see my kids moving in Holy Spirit gifting, but honestly, I just kind of want them to take the trash out without being asked <laughs> at this point. I'll be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Um, yeah, so leading by example, that's my that's my biggest thing that I can say. Um you know, it, it took some time of, of our kids seeing us do this and being a part of it uh, for them to really grasp it. But they've been, you know, really just taking off and and, and walking in it. It's been beautiful. Um, there is something in just them being able to see you love the Lord. Like quiet time is is wonderful. You know, parents getting in their, their prayer closet and, and being with the Lord quiet quiet prayer is wonderful, but there's something about your kids seeing you sitting in the living room, listening to worship music and just being all in. There's something about your kids seeing you pray for other people that that's just unlike anything else, you know? So, so my kids really, we try to just bathe them in that. We try to bathe them in it. And, and one thing I was telling Scott earlier is they, we take them with us everywhere. We, we go to a lot of different, um, events, prayer meetings, worship nights, churches, that kind of thing. And they're always with us. You know, the easy thing in me would say, okay, let's find a sitter. You know, we need to do this, but we, we don't, you know, we take them with us and, and sometimes it's, it's difficult. They're not always, you know, these bright and shining halos, (laughs) Um, but on those occasions when they do step out and they're wanting to pray for people and they see things, um, it's just, it's so worth it. You know, what I've said before, and it's just so exciting to see, is that children don't get a Happy Meal version of the Holy Spirit. Right. They don't get some junior Holy Spirit. They get the full package. And, And I think because of, Jesus even said, he said, unless you receive me like a child, right? Mm -hmm. The faith of a child is the goal. Um, The the anointing that will flow through a child is, in my experience, more dramatic than what will come through a lot of jaded uh, parents, adults that are kind of, we have a general spirit of unbelief. Uh, kids don't have that. You know, right. I've, I've seen six-year-old little boy pray for a woman in a wheelchair. Now, this wasn't just like she tweaked her knee and was in a wheelchair. She was her life in a wheelchair. And the six-year-old little boy goes up and prays with the faith of a child. And I have seen with my eyes, the woman get out of the wheelchair and walk away and not need the wheelchair. And I thought, oh my word, this is something. This is not this is not for the you know seasoned evangelist on the platform right. with the books and the e-courses there's something here and i feel like it really just it, it pleases the heart of our father yes. so much to activate our children how can our listeners activate their children what are some things that maybe you and donnie have done i know you've said that you model it right and that is by far the most important thing so what kind of stuff should parents be modeling? Um, being in the secret place with the Lord openly. I know that sounds odd. Like, how can you be in the secret place openly? But you can. <laughs> um, you know, letting your kids see you really love the Lord, um, praying together regularly, and um, having conversation. Letting them know that that it's not just some far off thing. God is our friend. He's here with us. You know, mm. Uh reading scripture all of those things are wonderful and important and um that really helps to activate them but then praying into that like you know telling them hey you can pray for this person and they can be healed and you have the authority um something recently that i was working with my son about is his words um and telling him your words have power and then we go back to scripture okay how did god create the world he spoke it into existence and that brings that connection to his mind because he was downing himself and he was saying unkind things about himself and okay. i said buddy your words have power um so just little things like that don't uh, pass up the opportunity to, to to press in in that way with your kids um so yeah yeah that's wonderful thank you for the just the real just this is real guys this is real this is raw and this is the power of god available to every single believer yes. you know it, it says first john i love john you know the beloved he knew he knew that he was loved right yeah. so john the beloved the little letters of john first john 
chapter 3, it starts out with, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. We have to know who we are so we can model it to others. So if you're not entirely convinced that your heavenly father loves you and regards you as a son or a daughter, as a child, that's the, I believe that's the first step. And, and would you say, Jessica, that, that was kind of part of your transition, your transformation uh, about two years ago? Right. You said something about daughtership. Mm-hmm. W- tell me more about the identity that the Lord just kind of revealed to you right. at that time. It was the identity found in Christ, and it was so simple yet so profound that he lives in me, and he did these things, and he's called me to do them. So I can just flow in that. I can operate that. I can partner with the Holy Spirit and hear, uh, you know, him telling him, giving me a sympathy pain for somebody or, or him telling me just a, a simple word to, to, to break the ice for somebody and that it didn't always have to be this great big, oh, well, I got them to say the prayer of salvation or I got their information, their name and their phone number. Because that was what you learned before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was. Uh, it was just awkward and uncomfortable and it went from that to comfortable and natural and and almost easy i won't say 100 percent easy but almost easy um so yeah so the daughtership that the lord revealed to you of how much he loved you that you are a child yes um dearly loved child mm-hmm. you know he puts a ring on your finger and shoes on your feet he kills the fattened calf right. you know it's it, there's a party mm-hmm. <laughs> and then did the lord then use that experience for you to speak that life into your kids yes definitely and something that just came to my heart when you were speaking another thing that that sticks out to me so vividly from that september was someone said um, something along the lines of jesus didn't just come to die on the cross so that we could go to heaven but he came that he could reconcile us back to the garden back to that relationship back to that friendship that purity and walking with him here yeah. not later not oh i'm going to heaven or yeah. oh i made the right choice it sucks to you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. no it, it was it was re- him bringing me back to that place and so yeah that oh was- and i think that's so foundational i love that you know um Maybe you had this experience. I know I did. That it was really all focused on. Have you said the prayer? You got to say the prayer. You know you need to say the prayer. You know you have a sin problem. Got to say the prayer. Did you say the prayer? Say the prayer. Will you say the prayer now? Say the prayer. And I said the prayer. And I said the prayer. And I meant it. And my heart was in the right place. And I think pretty much everybody that does that, we we do it for very good reasons. But for me, what I was taught was you say the prayer so that you'll. You know, your sins are carried away by Jesus, and then you'll go to heaven someday. Right. And the goal is when you die. So the goal is, you know, live on this world basically with like a white knuckle grip, hold on, hang in there yeah. until the great by and by, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you'll go from earth to heaven. But what you're saying and what I think is the trans just the transformational revolutionary it's it's a revelation the lord reveals this to you what if it's not i say a prayer to go to heaven when i die right. but i say a prayer to get heaven into me right now yeah. thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as yeah. it is in heaven so heaven comes to earth right now, and then I live that way for the next whatever amount of time. And yes, I'm going to go to heaven, but what if it's about getting heaven to earth right now, not someday getting earth to heaven? Right. Yeah. It completely revolutionized my understanding. And and really, guys, that's available for absolutely every single believer. Yes. If you are a believer, if you want to take a look at uh, the end of the Gospel of Mark, you know, we love – I love Mark. Mark is – Mark reads like a newspaper. Mark is just hard-hitting. Uh, there's like five miracles in the first chapter or so. But listen to what Mark says. Uh, chapter 16, the end, he says, this is Jesus talking, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Anyone who refuses will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. 
they will cast out demons in my name. You know, it goes on for the, the list. You know, they will lay their hands on the sick and they will co- recover. They will raise the dead. So, but who's the they? The they, he could have said you. You know, he's talking to the original disciples. He could have said, go into all the world. Uh, anyone who believes in the baptized will be saved. These signs will accompany you. You will cast out demons in my name. You will raise the dead. He didn't say that. He said these signs will accompany those who believe. They, that's us, folks. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. And Jessica, you are teaching your son and your daughter how to do that. And it's just so thrilling. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm so thankful for, I just feel like there's real life helps that you're giving. And what I'm hearing from you is, you model it first, you model it in front of them, mm-hmm. but foundationally you have to know that you are a daughter and you are loved and there is no condemnation, there is no shame. The father is not looking down saying, well, you could have done that better. Right? Really? That's the best you got? What kind of mom? What do you think? I mean, come on. That's not your father. That could be the voice of the accuser. That's not your father. Your father in heaven says, I'm singing over you with songs of redemption. And when you understand that that's how your father sees you, it will free you to love him recklessly in front of your kids. And Jessica, that's what I see you doing. And the Lord is just manifesting the miraculous through the hands of your children and your husband. And it's just thrilling. Yeah. We are coming out of Cheriton, Virginia, and our goal for the Firestorm live broadcast is just to provoke you that there is more, that the Lord wants to co-labor with you to be his hands and feet to hurting people every day, everywhere you go. He wants to. He's not waiting. We're not waiting on God to do anything. He's waiting on us. And I am going to, as your host, present to you amazing guests who are just like you, who can show you what it looks like. You can hear their testimonies. And my hope, my heart for you is that you'll say, wait a minute, she's just like me. She's a soccer mom. She's got a minivan. She's got a seven and nine-year-old like me. She's homeschooling too, keeping all the balls in the air. Some of those balls are glass. You can't let them drop. They're going to shatter. And wow, if she can do it, I can do it. That's what we offer you. So our guest today is our friend Jessica Brazina. And Jessica, what I love about you and your husband and the little bit that I've gotten to know you in the last couple of years is that you just model what love in action looks like. Could you talk about for our view, for our listeners, uh, people that are tuned in on Facebook and on, on the website, Firestorm United, Could you just talk about when I say love in action, what is that? Because your family does it organically all the time. What is love in action? Love in action is being Jesus everywhere you go to the best of your ability. (laughs) Um, Just being in tune with the Holy Spirit and really loving the Lord in such a way that people can see his love through you um, in your eyes, in your voice, what have you. Um, It looks like you know, me getting a word of knowledge for somebody that I've never seen and trusting the Lord enough to walk up to them and say, excuse me, do you you have pain in your knee by chance? Or, you know, is everything okay with your son? And, and through that, either one of two things will happen. One, yeah, how did you know that? Or no, I don't have a son. Well, I would just love to pray for you anyway. (laughs) I love that. So that's so real. That's so raw. So Jessica, are you saying then that normal part of your life, because some of our listeners are going to say word of knowledge. I've heard about that. That's not really taught in my church. Mm -hmm. Is that for now? I don't know. Um, What would you say? I mean, Word of knowledge, you just said, um, you would go to someone, you'd say, uh, hey, random question, do you have pain in your right knee? Right. Um, what are some words of knowledge that you have had mm-hmm. that you have then gone and prayed for somebody about? Uh, s- several. Uh, mm. Too many to, to, to say right now, but they're usually, uh, my, my words of knowledge are usually either small, just impressions. It's not like I hear an audible voice or anything. It's just an impression um, in my in my heart. And then sometimes the Lord gives me what you actually told me are called sympathy pains, yeah. <laughs> um, which 
is a pain in my body somewhere that I know is not for me. And it's taken learning and, and talking to people about that to find that out. Um, but it's like I kn- a spontaneous something that just pops up. That right. Like, wait a second, why is my right hip hurting right, right now? Right. I didn't hurt my hip. What's going on? Right. And what have you learned about those? That they're usually for someone either that's currently around me or maybe I'm going to encounter in, in the next few minutes. And um, one that I can think of that was kind of unique was I my mother paid for me to go on a spa day recently and so yeah so I'm you know full nine I mean nails you know face everything and I'm in a room and it's dark and this lady is massaging my face (laughs) and I'm I'm just communing with the Lord like I'm trying to use this time to just talk to the Lord and you know so I'm just like oh you know in my head I'm, I'm communing with the Lord all of a sudden I get this really bad pain in my left side like um area womanly area and it it wouldn't go away and i knew it was a word of knowledge for this lady and it would have been so easy to be like you know what this is my day this is my spa day i don't want to do this right now this is going to be really awkward you know um but i i asked her you know excuse me i have questions do you by chance and she just came unglued she was like yes i have this pain and she went on to tell me how long it's been going on and exactly where Mm. it is and everything and um I, I got a word of knowledge about infertility for her, and she said that she doesn't know that she's infer that she has that, but she doesn't have any kids. And um, I just got to pray with her and encourage her, and she was moved to tears and gave me a big hug and all of this, you know, just from a, a pain that I got that I could have easily said, "Oh wow, my side hurts. Oh, I need an Advil." But wow. because of my relationship with the Lord, I've learned that that's what this is, and I've moved out in it enough to know I'm usually it's usually he's always right but that's so exciting so so for our listeners that hear that and I think there's a part of all of us that said Lord I just I want to be your hands and feet I want to co-labor with you I don't know what to do right. uh, Lord what you know there must be some wasting sin in me that you're not using me no it's you learn to be more sensitive to it right and and i believe as you activate and as you step out in faith which faith looks like risk Mm -hmm. i believe faith looks like talking to that massage lady and saying a random question (laughs) do you have pain and you describe the exact spot and she comes unglued yes how do you know that have you ever been like accused of being a psychic (laughs) i've heard other people that i was with being accused of being a psychic but not me personally yeah that's not what this is no No, my my answer to that when they say oh my gosh are you psychic and i say no i'm a son my father knows and they're like who's your father and i tell them oh it's father god he loves you he sees you he told me uh, about your pain in your hip because Mm -hmm. probably because he's about to heal you right now because Mm -hmm. jesus loves you so much can i pray for your hip and you know, guys, when you present it that way, there is such a level of curiosity. Right. I've never had anybody tell me no. I've had people be like, well, that's crazy. I kind of want to see what's going to happen. Sure, pray for me. Right. And I can't tell you that every single one of them got healed. I don't know. But I know that every one of them felt seen. Yeah. Like, why would I know that? And I would tell people that. I'd be like, I have no way of knowing this. The only way is because God sees you and he loves you. So when you present it that way to people, the Lord opens doors, right? And I I think as you walk through those doors more often, he sees your faithfulness Mm -hmm. and he'll give you more. And then you won't get the sympathy pain as dramatically, right? It requires even more faith and it becomes even more nerve wracking. Um, But then when you step out, so what's another one? We can just go with this for, I love it. She's got these all day, guys. Yeah, and I love, so contrasting back to what I said before about how that, that seminar changed my life in September is I never would have even thought that to be possible before. Like I said, I looked at evangelism as something awkward and something weird, and it turned into something just natural and and effortless. And you begin to see people not like a number, not like a project, but the Lord loves them and he wants to show them his love through you praying for them. And and another wonderful thing is when I realized it it was more about sowing seed Hmm. or watering seed than it was actually getting them to say the prayer. I love that. I mean, I I came from a faith tradition that was very, very focused on getting people to say the prayer. Right. 
And I always chafed against it because I'm an introvert and I don't want to put people in the spot. And mm-hmm. he kind of felt like, you know, people that were really good at that were really extroverted. They're kind of like probably salespeople and I am not right. at all. So I ran from that. Yeah. And then you have this guilt thing mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not a good Christian because I'm not sharing Jesus with people. Right. And for me, when I discovered the love in action model, right. it completely freed me that it's not about a clever intro line. It's about Jesus loves you so much. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I just pray a blessing on you? Yeah. And that's what you and your family do. And and now this is what your seven and nine-year-old do. Yeah. You were talking about, um, when we were prepping for the show, you were talking about taking your kids down to the oceanfront. Yes. And there was a homeless person. Yeah. Let's talk about that. What happened? Okay. I'm glad because I didn't get to talk about Annabelle very much the first half an hour. Right. And she's awesome. Also, everybody's different. Not Every kid is going to look like my kid. You know, your kid has their own unique giftings and will blossom in in different ways. So my daughter is more quiet. Like I said, she encouraged her brother that one time and really um, built him up. But she's just a little more quiet, a little bit more apprehensive. And this particular day we were out, we were praying for people down at the ocean front. We came across this wonderful man and, um, you know, we got talking to him, got praying for him. My daughter kind of tugs at my arm and asked if I could unlock the car. Well, going into mom mode, there was other people there that could continue to engage this man. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll go with you. So I go with her, unlock the car. I'm like, what do you need, babe? I'm thinking she needs a snack or something. She said, I want to get my money. I said, okay. And so she grabs a couple bucks and then we go back over to the man and um, she wanted to give him this money. And it was her own money she had earned. It was done out of her own heart and her own desire. And, you know, we told him, hey, you know, she wants to give this to you. He was kind of like. And this was like a, a, like a guy living on the street? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. He so was, that's pretty crucial data point. So they're down right. at the oceanfront just walking around a little, as a family and praying for people organically. And your little girl, who's probably, what, eight or nine years old at the time. Right, yes. Has a calling in her heart wants to go to the car to get her own money because she wants to bless this homeless man yes a lot of moms would say yeah let's stay away from that one that's dangerous (laughs) let's just come over here on this side of the street yeah but that's i I, I, something tells me that's not the brazina family way no no (laughs) not at all and um i loved it because i that's that's my heart and you know, she's seen me do that several times. And it's not every time I'm not one of those people that, you know, keeps $21 bills in their car and gives them out to every homeless person I see. But there are times when Holy Spirit impresses upon my heart, give them this much or do this for them. Or, or sometimes it's just, hey, get out and pray with them, which I've done several times also. But for her to see me do that and then out of her own heart, this was the first time she had done that. It's not common for her. She's actually a little stingy with her money, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there was just something about this man, Andre, that she felt impressed upon to give him some money. And it was so cool because so this happened, I want to say, like maybe three or four months ago. It was how does he receive that? Because I can see. I mean, was that awkward for him? Like, I don't want to take the little kid's money. I mean, how did that discussion go? It was a little awkward, but it was more because he just had a very much a spirit of this. I'm, I'm homeless now, but this isn't who I am. And this is who I used to be and that kind of thing. So he didn't ask us for any money. He was very, um, you know, conversational, but um, he was trying to actually kind of make himself look more presentable as we were talking to him. So you could just tell there was a little bit of a wall up. Okay. And then, so when my daughter gave him the money, he said, I didn't ask for this. And I said, I know you didn't, but it's her money and she really wanted to give it to you. And, and, you know, I would appreciate it if you took it. <laughs> and she was standing right there and he took it and he said, thank you very much. And then this, like I said, this was about three or four months ago. And just this past weekend, a friend of mine that was with us that day ran into him again on the ocean front and he remembered us. He remembered our family and he told her, tell Jessica, I said, hi. Wow. And so he remembered us, you know, so many months later and it was just really cool. And that was the Holy Spirit impressing on your little girl. Yeah. to activate in that you didn't say hey honey see that guy do you think you should give him no. some of your allowance Mm-mm. not at all not i think all. that's what parents are would be crying out for lord how do i 
see my child have such a connection and such a relationship with you that they naturally do that. You know, I make the joke of I want my son to take the trash out without being asked. Right. Um, basically, you want your child to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to minister to people without being asked. Right. And what I hear you saying is that they're just modeling what you and your husband do right. every day. Yeah, it's exactly it. We, we teach them through example. We lead by example. Um, I said it earlier, you know, they see us praying. We pray with them um, before bed and that kind of thing. But they see us really praying and worshiping the Lord. And we take them with us everywhere. You know, we take them when we go out and pray for people on the streets. We take them when we go to prayer nights or worship nights and, and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I think there's a certain part of Maybe the religious stream that would say, oh, you know, get a babysitter or, mm-hmm. or put them, stick them back in children's church or, you know, whatever, what, whatever have you. But my husband and I really feel like, no, they need to be with us. They need to see this. They need to be a part of this. So yeah, that's what we do. I feel like there's a teaching point here that you could really encourage our listeners in that you say, you know, we, we pray for people. We pray for the homeless man that you just talked about. We right. pray for somebody in Kroger or, or wherever. Right. Um, that's kind of an amorphous thing. What does that sound like? Is that like a King James? Oh, Lord, Father in heaven, you know, or I mean, is it long? Is it short? Is it awkward? I mean, you're standing in line in Kroger and praying for people. Is this something that takes a long time? What are you modeling? Could you just kind mm-hmm. of just maybe just extemporaneous? If you were praying for a person and your little girl is with you, mm-hmm. what would that sound like? Right. Here, I'll, I'll set you up. So okay. you are... Um, it is, let's see, an older woman in a scooter at Home Depot. Okay. <laughs> okay. How would you approach her with your little girl and how would, would you pray for her? What would that sound like? Okay. Uh, I would usually go up and I particularly like to try to get them in conversation before I'm like, hey, can I pray for you? Um, I love the model of, hey, I just want to let you know Jesus loves you. I've done that also, but I usually try to engage in conversation in some way. Just normal conversation. Normal, yeah. Um, for instance, I was praying for this guy. He was fishing by the bank. I said, hey, catch anything good lately? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so I would go up to her and I'd probably ask her about her grandkids or something. Eh, do you have any kids? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, this is my daughter. My name's Jessica. And um, I'd really just love to pray for you. Are you, you know, in any pain? I see you're in a scooter. And let's say she said, yeah, I'm in pain. I'm okay, though. Or, you know, sure, you can pray for me, whatever. Um, I love getting names. I love making it personal. Like I said, I love conversating and asking them and having a conversation with them so that when I pray, I can make it personal. And I found with me that really touches people's heart. When you remember what they said, you actually listen to them. Um, So I would pray for her. I'd pray that all of her pain would go in Jesus' name. And usually when I'm praying for someone, the Holy Spirit just starts to bubble up out of me and I get maybe words of knowledge or prophetic unctions and that kind of thing. Um, And then after I was done praying, I would say, you know, how's your pain feeling? You doing any better? you know, ask her on a scale of one to 10, what was it before? I should have done that before I prayed for her, but (laughs) maybe I forgot. Um, So yeah. And then from there, uh, I would probably ask my daughter, she might be a little shy and apprehensive, but I'd ask her, you know, you want to help mommy pray, you know, put your hand on her scooter. Is that okay? And um, we'd pray for her again. Uh, I might lead my daughter in a prayer like, hey, can you pray for her? My son would be more apt to do that. My daughter's a little shyer, but I'd okay. say, you know, repeat after me kind of thing. So. And how yeah. long does this whole, you know, engagement take? You're in the, you're in the grocery store line or someplace. I mean. Yeah. I try to be really um, sensitive to people's time. I try to read the situation. If I feel like I have a little more time, it could be a little while because I will talk to people and kind of, you know, ask them about certain things as the Holy Spirit leads me. Um, If I can tell they're in a hurry and they're kind of like, you know, I'll I'll shorten it up a little, but it it really varies. It could be anywhere from a minute to 15 minutes, 20 minutes. If you make a a connection. If they're right. If we're we're talking. flowing. Yeah. Yeah. But what I love about that is, uh, guys, this isn't complicated. No. You know, you can start with something like, hey, you catching anything to the guy that's fishing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the, you know, this or that or no, I'm not catching anything. Oh, dude, you know, it's a great day. Uh, great to meet you. Hey, um, you know, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Can I just pray a blessing on you? Right. Can I pray that the Lord gives you some fish? Mm-hmm. 
you know, something like that. And I'm not, you know, too close to him. I don't have to get in his face. I can. And then just really quick, you know, 20, 30 seconds. Father, I, oh, hey, what's your name, dude? Oh, my name's Mike. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that I could meet Mike today. Of all the people in the world, Lord, you had me walk by him. And I just thank you, Lord, that you see him and you love him. And Lord, you say that you will leave the 99 to go chase after the yeah. one. I feel like he's the one, Lord. Would you just remind him how much you love him today? I thank you, Lord, for a great catch of fish. Yeah. You're a fisherman, Lord. Mm-hmm. So in Jesus' name, great catch of fish. And I would leave it. And I would not nail him down and make him answer. I would just leave him. And that's what I feel like you're talking about, planting seeds. Yes. These are all seeds. And we were saying before, the model you learned, the evangelism model, the model that I learned is very result-oriented. Right. Did they say the prayer? Did they come to church? Did they fill out the card so we can follow up with them? Right. But what what I read in the scriptures is the Holy Spirit is reserved the ministry of the harvest. Holy Spirit gets the glory of the salvations. It's all for Holy Spirit. He gets it all. Now, once in a while, we get to partner with that and we get to see it. And it's wonderful. It's amazing. It'll change your life. However, I also learned that I'm not given the ministry of the harvest. Mm. I am told to go plant seeds and water. So really, I feel like it frees us up that we don't have to be results-based. We can just go love people. And what I love about what you're explaining is as you engage people with just normal daily discussion, the Lord gives you stuff for them. Yeah. What is, how do you know when it's him giving you something for them or just your imagination? How do you know the difference? Uh, I, I don't really. I mean, I, I usually always give it, give the credit to him, and they're usually, yeah, that's spot on. You know, mm-hmm. that's me, or or what have you. And um, even if I'm wrong, even if let's say I have a sympathy pain for my right knee and I'm off, I don't waste that opportunity. I've already done the hardest part. I've walked up to a total stranger and engaged them in conversation and asked them if they had a pain in their knee. You know, why would I just at that point, okay, thanks, have a good day, you know, walk away. I just keep moving forward. Okay, well, you know, do you have any pain? Do you have any pain in your body? And that happened also uh, at at the same um, place, the park. And, I had a sympathy pain in my knee. It happened to be, or I'm sorry, I had a sympathy pain in my ankle. It happened to be his knee. And through that, um, I got to minister to him. I got to encourage him. He told me about his marriage that was struggling. He told me how he got the injury. I prayed for him. I prayed into that. It was really just a great encounter. And I love what you say. If you walk away and he felt loved, if he felt seen, then you you did it right. right. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. That's the standard of success is did they feel love? Did they feel seen? And you're doing this in front of your kids. Yes. They're watching this. Mm-hmm. And we've always said, you know, values are caught. They're not taught. You can't right. just sit down and give them a lecture. It doesn't work. Did that work with you when you were a kid, when parents would sit you down and just lecture you? Right. It never worked for me. Right. But when I just engage, I saw it and I was engaged in the life process, I learned so many things. Right. So we have about seven minutes left, Jessica, and I just want you to encourage, um, I just say the strung out mamas that are out there that are trying to keep all the balls in the air and wanting to disciple their kids. Um, You had mentioned you had a a, a, just a recent testimony about your little boy on the park or the playground and there was another kid that was hurting. What happened? So it was actually after a worship and prayer night and the kids were all playing outside. Um, a friend of ours has six kids and then our two kids. All of us adults are inside fellowshipping and cleaning up and that kind of thing. Um, the kids are outside running around playing. Found out later on on our way home that my son's friend said, oh man, I got to stop. My chest really hurts. You know, I can't, I can't keep running around or whatever. And my son said, okay, well then let's pray. Now, mind you, these are a bunch of kids outside. There's no adults there. There's nobody leading him, you know, oh, well, you know, if his chest hurts, you should pray for him. This was all just on his own accord, you know, and he asked him, you know, let's pray. They prayed. Um, He then asked him when they were done praying, he said, okay, how is your pain now on a scale of one to 10? 
and his friend said, um, it's about a five or a six. And um, my son said, okay, well, we need to pray again. So they pray again. And the pain goes down to, I think it was a one, which they were both satisfied with because they just stopped praying and continued playing the rest of the night. You would have never known anything was wrong with his friend. So I love it. And yeah. that's your seven-year-old that because he's seen you move in it, it's just a normal part of life. Right. And then the exciting part that we had talked about earlier right. is after that, the Lord touches the boys again and just praise starts bubbling out of them right. in the playground. What was what was that? Yeah, so apparently in the midst of praying, they he they just bubbled out and started speaking in tongues. Come on. Yeah. A seven year old. Yeah. Nobody taught them. No. They didn't hear it. Mm-mm. See, and and guys, I'm gonna be really honest. There's some topics that I just kind of be delicate with on here because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to major on the minors and and you know, speaking in tongues is one of those things. There are some denominations that have a real strong stance against them. There are others that have a absolute strong stance for them. And honestly, that's not what I'm here for. What I'm here for is to encourage you that there are other people that are moving in Holy Spirit presence and anointing and touching the world around them. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to get into the periphery. However, what I love about this is this is so pure. This is so organic. So whatever you have been taught or whatever you think about the manifestation of other languages, which the Bible says is exactly what will happen. It's in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Whatever you think about that, Jessica has a testimony of her seven-year-old, it just bubbling out of him after he prays for healing for a boy and the boy gets healed. Right. And he was so overjoyed by it and it was so, so, so much a surprise to him that he runs up to me in the middle of a conversation with another adult and he's like, mom, mom, I was just speaking in tongues outside and I'm like... Oh, okay. <laughs> really? What happened? So yeah, it was, it was really beautiful to hear as a mom that... Yeah. That happened. <laughs> you know, the kids don't get a junior Holy Spirit. No, they don't. But the Spirit is so sweet. The Spirit is so gentle. Um, he's not going to come in like a, a flood. He comes in like a gentle breeze. Right. You know, he is the breath Dove, of yeah. God. It's gentle. And what I love is everything that you've shared, all the testimonies, I can feel the love of God on them. Yeah. There's no manipulation. Right. There's no, uh, you're not setting your kids up saying, hey, you see how he's got a knee thing? Why don't you maybe go over and see if you can pray for his knee? You've taught your children to have eyes to see people with love. Right. And Holy Spirit is enlivening that in them as little children, and they're moving in it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's available to everybody. Yes. Could you we just don't we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I would just love it if you could you just pray yes. for our listeners and maybe especially the moms that are out mm. there. Um just a a prayer of blessing and impartation and for mm. all the kids. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. God, I just thank you that your spirit moves on us in different ways, Lord. Not every mom has to be perfect. Not every mom has to look the same. God, I just right now, I remove any uh, bondage over all the moms that would try to say you have to fit in a box or you have to be perfect. Lord, just move on them right now. Let them feel your peace and your comfort in their moments of frustration, in their moments of discouragement, Lord, in their moments where they feel like they've missed it. I just even feel right now like there's some moms saying, oh man, my kids are teenagers. My kids are teenagers. Like this is this is out the window. This isn't possible. Lord, just show them right now that it is possible. This is possible for you. This is possible for your family. And it starts with a relationship with the Lord that everyone can see. Thank you, Father. So, Father, we lift up every mom, every father, every parent. Yeah. Lord, we lift up their children. We lift up these kids. We thank you, Lord, that you love kids. You Mm. love babies. It is your heart, Lord. You redeem whole families. That's the story of the gospel. It's all about redeeming. Father, I just lift them up to you right now, and I pray, Lord, that you would just impart and impress on them how very much they are loved, that they are sons, that they are daughters. And, Lord, would you just give them eyes and wisdom to, to show how to model it to these children. And I lift up these kids. I pray they become mighty men and women of God. Yes. Even now, Lord, not waiting. In Jesus' name. 
Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. Be sure to tune in to our next episode where we will meet Catholic deacon Daryl Wentworth. Daryl is a spirit-filled believer who is being used by the Lord to pull together many denominations all to the glory of Jesus Christ. He will talk about amazing testimonies, words of prophecy, healings that they are seeing not just in the Catholic Church, but in lots of different streams of Christendom. It's very exciting. Apparently, the Lord's Spirit is being poured out on all flesh. Tune in to the Firestorm Show, Episode 8, with Deacon Daryl Wentworth next.